Welcome to Episode 3 of Quality Christian Living. I am your host, David Friend. Let's start with a little question. Are you living a quality Christian life? A life filled with God's blessing? His promises of living abundantly and being an overcomer. And for today's lesson, living a debt-free life. Well, if that's not the case, then let's change it. Today's lesson is Goals Set Us Free. We will be discussing how to set goals and watch them succeed. But first, let's have a word of prayer. Father, I pray your blessing would be upon this lesson today. I pray, Lord, that you would touch those who are listening in, Lord, and that you would meet them, Father, wherever their needs are. We we thank you for your promise, Lord, that says you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond anything we can imagine or even think. We claim that, Lord, in this teaching today, and I pray, Lord, that the Holy Spirit would guide and direct us and would lead everything that's said and done. May it all glorify your name, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Whenever I think about setting up financial goals, I'm reminded of a single mom I once counseled in the area of her finances. Give her the name Karen. That's not her real name, but I'm trying to just be very protective here. She made an appointment to see me about how she could complete her education, get a good job, buy a home, and provide for her two young children. At first, the situation seemed very bleak. However, I could see that Karen had set some very aggressive goals, and I wanted to help her develop a plan to achieve them. We met a couple of times to determine what she needed to do in order to accomplish all of these incredible goals. Karen believed the Lord would provide. She put her trust in God's word. Proverbs 3, 5 is the one that seemed to impress her the most where it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Verse six says, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. Now, Karen knew it would take time, but with God's help, she knew she could accomplish her goals. She also enjoyed the scripture, Proverbs 28, two, where it tells us that a faithful person will abound with blessing. Karen really never asked for a handout from anyone. During this challenging time, she was faithful to church and joined the choir. Only two years after our first meeting, Karen had accomplished and completed her education goal. She had bought a new home, had a wonderful job to help her provide for her family. Congratulations, Karen. And I look back on those times of counseling and she was a woman with faith she had trust in God. She believed in God's word. But because, even though she didn't have the financial blessing that she wanted or all these goals accomplished, she still continued to be faithful in the little things. And she knew that God would bless her openly and greatly. Some of you may be wondering how Karen accomplished all of her goals. Well, let me just kind of explain that to you. During this entire period of time, Karen was a faithful tither on her gross income. Even though her income was not very large, she made sure that God was blessed right off the top. You see, Karen did not believe her God was limited in how he would bless her. 
She got the attention of her Lord when she was faithful with little. All of us can learn from Karen's experience and uh, the way she went about achieving the goals that she had in her life. So let me give you some suggestions here. I'm going to give you some steps that you can uh, take to help obtain your goal of debt-free living. Uh, they've been successful with many people because they're based upon the Word of God. First of all, we need to pray about our financial decisions. Before we decide to become debt-free, we need to pay, make prayer the foundation of our goal, of our plan. Uh, anything that you decide to purchase, we should pray about. Anything that we decide to do in the area of finances, we need to ask for God's wisdom and his direction. Uh, if you're single, then I think you need to find someone to pray with. Uh, maybe a prayer partner, someone who has the same goals that you have to uh, achieve financial freedom by being debt-free. Uh, and uh, if you're married and husband and wife, you need to pray together. Uh, a lot of a lot of men have a difficult time praying with their wives. Um, I've discovered in the in the twenty some years of, of counseling married couples and, and probably forty years now of counseling people and their financial needs. Uh, prayer seems to be something that a lot of men struggle with, especially when they're with their wife. And I think the reason for that is, is that a lot of men struggle with prayer because it, it kind of makes you uh, transparent. It uh, makes us dependent upon God. And and I think that that's, of course, that's the reason we pray is we need to be dependent upon God. We need to learn to be transparent with him. Uh, and so uh, men out there, if you're struggling with that, uh, grab your wife's hands, look her in the eyes and pray and seek God's direction for the decisions you need to make and for the goals that you're setting in your life. After prayer, the next thing we need to do is uh, start our financial uh, planning with tithing and giving to the Lord first. Uh, the Bible tells us that if we place God first in our finances, that, that he will then have a responsibility to, to help us. Uh, it, it says in, in the book of Malachi that, uh, that our tithes should be going to the storehouse. I believe that's the local church to attend. Uh, and a lot of folks uh, can't get past this first one. But when the Bible talks about tithing, it says that test me in this and see if I won't pour out a blessing for you uh, that you won't even be able to contain. If you're struggling with the thought of tithing, uh, in my book entitled Experience the Joy of Debt-Free Living, I have uh, ex ex listed charts. I've got examples of how you can set your finances up so you can become a tither. Uh, it's one thing to ask people to tithe. It's another thing to show them a game plan for how they can go uh, go and accomplish that. The next thing we need to do is to prepare a budget or an expense plan. Now, uh, a lot of folks think that the solution to their financial needs and getting out of debt is just to go out and make more money. Well, that always helps. But on the other hand, uh, it's kind of hard to just go out and make more money instantly. But there's one thing we can do right away, and that is to control our expenses or review our expenses and see where the money is going. Uh, it's a lot easier to control expenses than to figure out a way to make more money. So uh, preparing a budget. And in, in my book on, on finances and getting out of debt, uh, chapter five has an in-depth study of how to set up an expense account, how to 
uh, list everything it costs you uh, to, to live each and every day throughout the entire year. And I think that'll be a wonderful tool uh, if you get your hands on that. If you don't, then I probably in this series will be spending more time on setting up uh, an expense plan. And I know that that will uh, bless you and help you for your goal to get out of debt. The next step will be to start to reduce debt. It's, um, it's hard to understand how debt can be so gripping on people and how, uh, how easy it is to get into debt. You apply for a credit card, you're thinking of maybe you could use a little two or three thousand line, dollar line of credit, and the company sends you a credit card out and they give you a twenty thousand dollar line of credit. Well, the reason is they want to keep you in debt. Uh, if you're in debt to them and you're not able to pay it, you're going to be paying exorbitant interest rates on your credit card. Uh, I find it fascinating that people get credit card applications in the mail when they just file bankruptcy. Uh, I remember my, my dear mother, before she passed uh, a couple of years ago, uh, up to the age of her early 90s, she was getting offers for $25,000, $30,000 lines of credit, uh, and uh, she was living on Social Security. Uh, so they want to get you in debt. They want to place you in a position where you are servant to them. The Word of God talks about that. So we need to figure out a way to get out of debt. And, and in my future lessons coming up, uh, next three or four lessons, I'll be talking about how to get out of debt and how to reduce that. But that's not really our goal for today. You just need to have a plan, though, to set a goal uh, to uh, to reduce your debts. Um, one way to find out if you're increasing in debt, and a lot of people, uh, you know, are not aware of this, but just simply look you know, look at your finances from year to year. Every year, look at the total of the previous year's debt. That would be adding up your car loan and adding up your a mortgage loan and maybe any credit card debt that you have. And then you just look and see, has your debt gone up or down during that year? Discover what is causing your debt to increase or to, to decline. Many individuals don't realize that they're getting in debt deeper and deeper when they think that they're doing better if their monthly payments uh, are, are low. Uh, you go in to buy a car. The guy generally doesn't ask you how much you want to pay for the car. He typically asks you, what kind of payment do you want? Uh, he doesn't. He isn't concerned about so much your total debt, uh, other than the fact that he's trying to sell you on the idea that this car will only be two hundred and twenty dollars a month, or four hundred and eighteen dollars a month, or whatever the number might be. And the focus is always on manipulating a way to give you a, a payment that would fit into uh, what you're comfortable with. And that's not how to get out of debt. So, uh, so we'll talk more about that in upcoming uh, episodes, but today I've got some other things I want to focus on. The next thing we need to do uh, in setting goals is to start saving money. Uh, it says today, and I think I mentioned this in an earlier comment uh, or an earlier episode, that today the average individual in America would have a very difficult time and is not really capable of handling up to a $400 emergency in their finances. That means if all of a sudden your car breaks down, you need two, you need four hundred or five hundred dollars to fix it. You just don't have any money, don't have savings uh, to to handle that. So um, we need to establish some kind of a savings plan, and then have the uh, the discipline in our lives to be able to maintain some savings. So start saving, even if it's only ten dollars a month. Now, some of you might be thinking, "What's ten dollars a month? That's really 
Uh, not very much. But if you think about it, $10 a month is $120 a year. And, and if you do that consistently, in a few years, you could have, you know, uh, several hundred dollars available at any time that you need it. Uh, and then a cushion to build up. I would encourage you, if you if $10 a month is easy, then maybe we should start with $10 a week. You realize that's over $500 in one year. So uh, keep putting something aside. Uh, just make make an adjustment in the way you're spending money. It, it could be that uh, one less uh, coffee a week out of Starbucks or or uh, maybe a, uh, eating you know at home maybe more frequently and saying to yourself, we're going to save that money so that we won't be one of those people uh, who cannot handle a, a, a financial challenge when it hits our life. Obviously, a big goal is as you're saving money, you need to determine how long can you keep from using your savings account. Uh, as a young boy, I remember I used to uh, try to do savings. I tried to set up a savings account at the bank and I was too young. It wouldn't let me. So I would set up a little uh, savings booklet with my mom and dad. And I would ask them to put some money away for me and I would save so much money. It might be a dime. It might be 20 cents. It might be a quarter. But I, I developed early in my life, probably in the age seven, eight, nine years old, uh, that saving was a good thing. And then I'd all of a sudden look at look at my account and my mom and I'd say, mom, how much money do I have in my account? She'd say, well, you have six dollars and 20 cents. And, you know, six dollars and 20 cents at that age that many years ago uh, was was. I thought a nice a nice goal to have and one that uh, was uh, a blessing to me. So if we can learn how to discipline ourselves to save and to not reach in there and grab it every time we want something, it, it, you'll be amazed how it'll add up and how God will bless you in your finances. Another goal that we need to have, uh, and this is a tough one for most people, and that is have enough money in savings where you could live for six months uh, of your living expenses in that savings account that you would not touch. Most of the financial counselors and advisors that help people set budgets and things, uh, when people do establish a, a goal of having at least six months of their living expenses in a savings account. So I would strongly encourage all of us to, uh, once we get our budget, once we understand what it costs us to live each month, then set a goal uh, to save that back. Now, don't get nervous about thinking, how can you possibly save six months of living expenses? Well, we need to start small. Uh, remember what I said, start with $10 a month or $10 a week and keep that going and saving until you get to the point where you could have a month's worth of living expenses saved up and continue that on. And, and your goal would be to establish six months Things that would be probably the most comfortable way to be able to handle uh, setbacks or a loss of a job or something. So it's a, it's a tough goal, but one that you can accomplish with the help of the Lord. Another step in setting goals to become debt-free is to learn how to live within your means. Really all, that, all that really means is, is that you decide that the money that you make, you won't spend more than what you make. Some might say, well, how can I spend more than I make? Well, that's where credit card debt gets in. That's where we monitor, like I said before, monitor how much in debt we were one year to the next year to the next year and see if our debt is increasing. We, uh, a lot of people make a huge mistake by, uh, if, 
by taking their home and putting a refinancing on it uh, or putting a home equity loan on their house and consolidate debts without changing their spending habits. If you do that, you're not really improving your finances. You're just uh, delaying the inevitable, which is increased debt from year to year. Earlier in this episode, I gave you a scripture uh, that uh, we, the example in Karen's life that she used to help herself meet her goals. And it was in Proverbs 3, 5, where it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Now, that's a powerful scripture and one that could help us in just about every area of life. But when it comes to setting goals, we need to trust in the Lord. And we need to lean not on our own understanding. One of our biggest challenges in getting out of debt is our own understanding. Uh, one of the greatest um, uh, examples of being successful in becoming debt-free is to learn how to trust in the Lord. So I think that might be a scripture that we could use as we continue this episode today and to understand that all this has to do is really trusting in God and 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 stop thinking about the way we think we should handle money or how what we uh, should do with uh, our financial uh, funds that come in and how we should spend it and what kind of budget we should have and all that. Let's just uh, relax and and put our trust in God and be patient and wait for the Lord to direct our steps. And then he's going to help us and he's going to help us become debt free. I want to digress just a little here and go back to goal setting. A lot of folks have a difficult time and they don't think that goal setting is proper. Many Christians have told me they don't believe it's, it's good to set goals because they believe that goal setting limits God and that puts our trust in the goal and, and our plan and not in the Lord. Well, the, I have an answer to that, which is another scripture, and it's found in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 9, where it says, A man's heart plans his ways, but the Lord directs his steps. So if you're struggling with goal setting and setting a plan, uh, it's scriptural and it's sound to believe that God wants us to have plans and wants us to write it down and to set a goal for our life. But then he's going to direct our steps. If we'll let him if we'll trust in him and help us to accomplish the goals that he's put upon our heart. I like goal setting that has um, a difficult goal. Today, some people set goals that are easy to accomplish. Uh, they might set a goal based upon their ability and their understanding. Uh, so, so why don't we look at it this way? Why don't we set goals that, uh, that go beyond our understanding? Uh, set goals that, that move us into God's range of blessing, God's ability. The Bible tells us that God's ways are higher than ours and they're greater than ours. And so uh, his plans for us financially are probably far greater uh, than what our plans would ever be. And so I think uh, goal setting requires aggressive goals, ones that will require us to trust in the Lord and not just simply lean on our own understanding. When we start to set goals bigger than us, we'll learn to depend on the Lord to help us achieve those goals. The bigger the goal, the bigger our need for the Lord. Now, the difficulty in reaching big goals is in submitting to the Lord and letting him direct our steps. The Lord directs our steps when we pray daily, when we read his word daily and receive godly counsel. 
Now, goal setting and planning requires an honest effort on our part. Just like the single mom, Karen, that I talked about in the beginning of this episode, she wanted to complete her education. She's a single mom trying to raise two children by herself. Uh, very limited income. I believe her income was uh, something in the range of $30,000 a year. This was several years ago. Uh, but she still would not allow what she saw that she had to limit the goals that she knew that God had placed in her heart. She wanted to get a, a better job and she wanted to buy a home and provide for her children. Uh, I really believe that, that you will receive and achieve your goal of debt-free living and financial freedom when you plan and let the Lord direct your direct your steps and and don't don't bail out on a plan just because it's not working in the early days. Uh, there's a lot of times when we try to set goals, we try to start a savings account, and something happens and it falls apart, and uh, we just need to go back and pick that thing up again and do it all over again. I, I can tell you that as a young man, I used to start a little savings plan and then I'd spend it all and then I'd have to start all over again. Uh, and uh, and I would maybe take money out a little too soon. And I found out that every time I took money out, it was just that much harder to, to put it back. So, so goal setting requires a commitment. It requires trust in God. It requires uh, discipline in our lives. To, to me, one of the key words in goal setting is to understand that, that we need to learn how to discipline ourselves. Now, the word discipline is not very popular with people. They don't like it. Uh, they don't like to teach it. I know some people say that, let me give you an example. Some people say that it's not good to have a credit card. Um, and and I, I have to disagree with that because the only reason it's not good to have a credit card is if we don't have the discipline to control the use of the credit card. With a credit card, we can get free air miles to fly places. We can get uh, bonuses and reward points and things that are wonderful. But but we've got to learn how to control it. We must have discipline with that card. To, to not have one is basically saying that you don't have the ability to have the discipline that you should have uh, to, to take proper care of it. Now, I realize that a lot of people have a terrible time handling credit cards they abuse them. They sometimes think that using a credit card is like not having to pay for it. Uh, and, and that's obviously the, what they're trying, what those that issue credit cards are trying to get you to think that no big thing, you can always make a payment uh, and, and, and carry this thing longer. Uh, I don't know if you realize this or not, but if you get a credit card, you get a couple thousand dollars worth of debt on it. And if you make the minimum payment that the credit card company tells you to make, it's always extremely small. That's intended uh, to keep you in debt for up to 25 years. Yeah, it's true. If you have a credit card and you run up a few thousand dollars in debt and you make the, just the minimum payment, uh, you're going to be set, setting yourself up to be in debt for at least 20 to 25 years before that credit card is paid off. I think that's enough said about credit cards. Maybe I've overdone that a little bit, but I... I really believe, I strongly believe that if we can learn how to use one properly, a credit card can be a blessing and can be a useful tool in getting out of debt. Before we close this episode on goal setting and planning, I want you to close your eyes 
and start to dream about what you will do when you are debt free. Now, I didn't say if you are debt free. I said when you are debt free. What do you want to give to the work of the Lord when you are financially able to build the kingdom of God? Who would you like to help in your family? What evangelist, church, or charity would you like to bless? Think of your past dreams and, and think of what you've uh, given up on because of being in debt. Keep your eyes closed. Where would you like to travel? What classes would you like to take to complete your education? Now, let's change our thinking and start to believe that God is our source. We need to accept the fact that discipline is the key to allowing him to bless us. If we have a desire to visit Israel, see yourself walking in the very places where Jesus walked praying on the Mount of Olives. Try to see yourself standing at the edge of the Sea of Galilee. Uh, think of the experiences you could tell your children and grandchildren, your family, and your friends, and your work associates for things that you were able to do because you've achieved becoming debt-free. I believe that dreaming and goal setting are healthy activities. I think and for all of us, for every one of us. And my prayer for you is to Dream big and set big goals because we serve the greatest and most awesome God the world has ever known. Now, let's look at Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20, where it says, one of my absolute favorite scriptures, it says this, Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above and beyond all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us. That power is for all believers, and that power uh, is inside of us. Uh, God wants to bless us. He wants us to be debt-free. He wants us to be overcomers. He created us to be overcomers. He created us to live an abundant life, a quality Christian life. He didn't want us to be under the obligations of, uh, of, a, of a bank or credit uh, card or, or the obligations of a uh, of, of, of loans that are larger than what we should have or, or, or be in a position where we don't understand the difference between uh, needs, wants, and desires. I, I can remember a long time ago uh, counseling someone and we were talking about their needs and their wants and their desires. And I just asked a simple question. I mean, how many, uh, how many cars do you own? And they said two. And I said, well, that, that makes sense. You know, the, both the husband and wife were working and and, and that certainly made sense. And I said, I was just curious, uh, uh, how many uh, television sets do you have at home? And they said, well, we have six and we need all six of them. And so we stopped and we thought, I, I said, now, no, just a second, let's, let's back up here. Um, you need six televisions in your home, a husband and wife and two children. And they started justifying the expenses. And along with those televisions, they had this huge cable bill because they had to have all these connections. Uh, to the uh, to the cable, and then they uh, also had to have special equipment and sound equipment, and uh, I mean the cost of maintaining all that stuff was unbelievable. They had a TV in just about every single room of the house. Now, now don't misunderstand me. I don't have a problem if you want to have twenty television sets, but but realize what they are. They're not necessarily a need. 
the difference between wants, needs, and desires can be astronomical. Uh, we can say that we need, you know, to go on a vacation, uh, and 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 that's true. Maybe we do need to go on a vacation, but to have that vacation put us in debt and use credit cards to run up thousands of dollars worth of debt and put us in a position where we're going to be uh, uh, under the obligations of these big payments or these huge interest rates on these credit cards uh, is certainly something that that the Lord would prefer that we did not do. So uh, this is not a, a lesson on telling you what you can't have. It's a lesson upon what you can have, what we can have when we are debt-free. In order to get debt-free, we're going to have to sacrifice. In order to be free from the obligations of big payments that uh, that are just burying us and not having the cash that we need in the bank to meet obligations or an emergency that pops up uh, is something that you, we just shouldn't have in our life. Uh, God wants to pro wants us to prosper in all things and be in good health just as our soul prospers. That's his promise for each and every one of us. So as we come to a close of this particular uh, session on goal setting and, and on planning, uh, there's a whole lot, a lot more coming. I, I have, we're going to be talking about issues coming up that'll deal with how to properly uh, reduce your debt. Uh, we'll be talking about things on, on how you can be in a position to uh, uh, help other people financially uh, and, and, and how you can teach your children uh, how, to, uh, how to control their finances. We're going to be talking about uh, how to receive the inheritance that God has planned for each and every one of us. So there's a lot, a lot to come, and, and I'm excited about it. Uh, I just, uh, I think we need to close this particular session with prayer and just thank God for being with us. My, my prayer for you is this. Lord, may everyone who hears this podcast decide to set a goal of living debt-free. The desire of your heart, Lord, is to bless your people. I believe your followers will believe in their hearts that you desire to help them in every area of life. May they trust in your word and follow your plan in their finances. And may those who are not followers of Jesus realize that God has a plan for their life also and that they can enjoy his blessings if they'll just commit their life to him. I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity to bring this message. I pray you would bless it. We ask these things in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Our next episode on debt-free living is entitled, How to Manage Our Expenses. I think you'll enjoy it as we get into determining what's an expense and how to deal with it and how to establish a plan for the entire year. Now, if you're interested in additional teachings that I have available, they're found on my webpage at David cfriendauthor.com. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May he shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you and give you peace. May you prosper and be in good health as your soul prospers. Until next time, God bless you.